Hey all, this is the Flip-Flop Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Thrapp, an entrepreneur who turned my love of travel into a career. Travel is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. Making it happen can be tough. I'm here to offer practical advice to make travel more achievable. This isn't just about my journey, it's about inspiring you to pursue adventure and explore the world on your terms. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Flip-Flop Experience. I am your co-host, Marla Watson, along with the adventurous herself, Ms. Leah Thrapp. Hey, Leah, what's up? Hey, I'm super excited. And I should say Mrs. since the mister's sitting right next to you. True, the bearded adventurer is in the studio. I cannot believe it. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. Super excited to see where you disappear off to. This is a super cool studio. Well, we're glad you're here. This is a very exciting show because not only is Leah going to talk about you know, all the great travel stuff that we talk about in the show. But she is here with her partner in crime, in life, and overall and everything. Justin, we're so glad to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm super excited. Okay, so you guys have been traveling for how many years together? I think about 15 years. Yeah, more than a decade. That's a lot. We're getting old. You're not getting old. You're like fine wine, especially from the farm. Yeah, that's a much better way to say it. Well, okay. So, Justin, you traveled a lot before you and Leah were even together, correct? Yeah, before Leah. We, we call that BL time. BL time. <laughs> before Leah. I definitely traveled a fair bit. It looked a little bit different, though. Mine was more like hiking and backpacking and hunting and fishing and some more like outdoor adventure type things, rock climbing and, and scuba diving. But it always had an element of adventuring, right? It was always about trying to try new activities, trying to uphold the don't die rule. The don't yeah. die rule. We had an official don't die rule that we created, I created, when we were dating because I had never been around somebody that did so many adventurous things like rock climbing on actual rocks outside on cliffs or riding a motorcycle. And so, wait, would... whoa, I did not know that about you. You really were doing all that? Yeah, I guess I used to be a lot more adventurous, but now my adventures have changed a little bit. It's still fun. It's still exciting. I was going to say you're still super adventurous, but I love that that is what led up to what you do now. Yeah. So we, he started saying like, oh, I'm going rock climbing with my friends on Saturday. You know, do we have anything going on? Is that cool? And I'd say, okay, well, just don't die. And he would always say, Leah, nobody who dies doing those things means to die. I'm like, right. <laughs> Obviously, they don't mean to die. But what they do <laughs> is not try hard enough not to. It's the time that you don't tie the extra knot, the time you don't wear your motorcycle helmet. That's the time that people die. So you always have to take that extra step to make sure you don't die. That's the rule. She put you in a redundant system is basically like you had to double check. Yeah, it was more like you need to make sure you do all the things to keep yourself safe. And it was it started as kind of a joke. And then it was more like, OK, no, seriously, make sure you take care of yourself. Like we're together now. And then eventually when we have a family like it's more important, you know, take, take care of yourself. So they actually made it into the wedding vows. He swore to uphold the don't die rule to the best of his ability. And it's on the wall and permanently it was a vow. So he's, he's I'm going to hold him to it forever. I did indeed. But if I failed, then I'll be gone, so it won't really matter as much. He won't get in trouble for... Took, took a dark turn there. Well, just don't don't die, and it won't happen. See, there <laughs> so, you go. That's, that's still, still the rules. Don't die, and it's not a problem. <laughs> okay, well, so how has travel changed since you guys have been together? Well, yeah, so that's that's a good question. For those that know Leah, she's not quite as sporty spice as all of that rock climbing and like scuba diving and... Not my know, jam. Not Not exactly her jam. And one of the most important things when traveling with Leah is you have to have a bathroom. It has to be a real bathroom. A real bathroom. And yeah, I not do just know a this. Bathroom. I do know this. And another thing that I will ask, too, part of where Flip Flops and Adventures came from is that when he would ask me, like, do you want to go on a hike? And I'd say, is it a hike or is it a walk? 
can I wear my flip flops? Because if you're asking me to do something like is not appropriate for flip flops, then I'm going to pass. So let's just clarify like what kind of activity this is. Right. Like if she can't wear a flip flop, she's probably not going. Yeah, for real. The term flip flop experience. Yes. Pretty much. Pretty much. It really um, is. Also, I get to try a lot of new and better food. You don't really get to try, you know, gourmet wood-fired pizza when you're backpacking. It's no, lots you of, don't. It's lots of freeze-dried meals. But you can have, like, trout cooked on a hot rock if you don't have pots and pans. That's a different kind of experience. Not the kind that I do, though. Or, you know, like baked potatoes wrapped in aluminum foil and cooked on the exhaust manifold of a pickup truck on a cross-country road trip. Also, don't do that. Yeah. Not part of the <laughs> tour experience, as you would say, but, no, but other, sounds other, fun. other kinds of adventures. It sounds right? questionable to me. Really? Why does this sound questionable? Oh, cooking on a manifold of a pickup just seems like a questionable activity. I'm just not sure about it. You just get your potato, you wrap it in foil, you put it on top of the engine, you hope it doesn't fall off. There's like, like chemicals in there and stuff. No, I don't know. I'm going to tell you about a manifold potato. <laughs> it is some good stuff. You remember? You've had a manifold potato? Yes, I have had a manifold <laughs> potato. I have had trout cooked on a hot rock. That's why oh. whenever Justin said that, I went, yes, there are adventures out there that are different from what you do. But then y'all found a way to come together and have cool adventures together. True. Like your 40th birthday when you're in Greece last year. All the things that y'all have done together. I've watched you travel for years together. Yeah, he definitely pulls me to do some things that I probably wouldn't do on my own. And I think the same he would say the same for him. Yeah, for sure. I definitely traveled to Europe a lot more. Like taking four or five international trips in one year was like crazy town before Leah. But, you know, I actually had a job where I traveled a little bit for work. And now with her tour company, I think she went to like eight countries last year. So I did, even during COVID, eight countries last year. But one thing I do really need to know up front is, is this going to be a trip or a vacation? Because those are two different kinds of things. Yeah, we did have to create a distinction so we could all have clear expectations. Well, f for our listeners, what is the distinction? So a trip is, is something that you would take that you're packing a lot of things in, you're trying to experience as much as you possibly can. You're, Changing hotels a lot. Yeah, you're making the most of your time. You're maybe seeing multiple countries, multiple cities. Contrasted with a vacation, for me, is a lot more chill. You're maybe just sitting on the beach or you're maybe having more relaxing experiences. You make deliberate decisions in how things are going, and I like it that you two put that together. That's kind of cool. Yes, it's, it's great to have someone with really different travel styles that you can kind of say, like, do you think this is too much in one day or does it need more chill time? It's good to have someone that, you know, has a different idea of an ideal day sometimes so that you can try to find that sweet spot and a balance that'll make the most people happy in one day. Well, you know, that's one thing I know about you two is that you don't put too much into one day. I hate that people think that it's not much fun to go on a tour. You know, you go right. and you get and you boom, 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 boom. That is not what you guys do. You create an experience and you actually think about it together. Yes, I really, really want us to take time to slow down and experience the place. Um, when we really first started defining the trips versus vacations thing was in our first year of marriage. Justin really wanted to go on one of those catamaran sailing trips, which now are one of my favorite kinds of trips. But when he suggested it, I was like, oh, no, I don't know. But that sounds like camping on a boat with strangers. <laughs> I don't know about this, you know, and I was like, totally, he just kept saying, come on, I really want to do it. And I was like, I just don't know about that. And so it was a bargaining chip that I said, okay, if we go to Italy on this trip, then I will go with you on that the same year. So there were two very different trips of doing in Italy. We went to like Ephesus and Greece and Rome and all these different places on the same trip. So it was very busy, very packed, and then followed it up with his ideal vacation, which is a BVI sailing trip. Yeah, it was really about the communication, like making sure that we were on the same page about what was going to happen. Yeah. Or like when I got home from Ireland recently, I'd been run, run, running, got home from Ireland and Justin made the mistake. 
We call it a mistake. He made the mistake of telling me on a Wednesday, oh, hey, I forgot to tell you I'm off on Monday. It was a bank holiday. And I was like, hmm, interesting. And I didn't say anything at that time, but I got on Google and I was like checking flights, checked with some resorts. And so then on Thursday, you're riding in the car and I was like, crazy question, (laughs) which I say a lot. Justin can tell you. Yeah, I have to be prepared. Whenever she (laughs) says crazy question, it could be like I have a new idea for uh, a tour company, like what she has today, or it could be like, hey, let's go to a new place or check out something new. So you never know what's going to come out of her mouth when she says crazy question. So I was like, crazy question. What if we just go to Mexico this weekend? And he was like, when? What does that mean? I was like, um, tomorrow morning. <laughs> and he was like, that, that is crazy. And I was like, I know, but I checked the flights and this is how much it would cost. And I emailed a resort and you're off. No vacation days. And so he was like, all right, let's do it. So I've converted him to being a lot more spontaneous for sure. Well, and y'all get to be spontaneous with your children. Now you're traveling with with Jilly and Jameson, and life is good. Yes, yeah, so much fun. We love traveling with the kids. What's it like traveling with the kids? It's it's different, right? You get to slow down and appreciate things and kind of enjoy things at their speed. If you're paying attention, you can experience new things for the first time through their eyes. You get to really see the world in like a new light with that new element of wonder, which I think is great. You also can help them become more well-rounded citizens, like just change their perspective, get them out of their like Dallas, Texas bubble a little bit and help them see that people live differently all all over the world. Yes, we hope that it gives them some good perspective on being open-minded and, you know, knowing that everybody, everybody's different and that that's good and that's okay. And it helps all of us to see the different ways that people live. That's fantastic. Well, we both know that you make very deliberate decisions for how you plan for your family. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's something that Justin and I decided to do from the very beginning. When we got married, we said, like, this is important to us. This is going to be part of our our lifestyle long term. A lot of people say, like, travel when you're young and then you settle down and you won't or whatever. And we said, we're not doing that. This is something we're going to do. So we've just started making conscious choices. And we started with cutting cable. When we very first got married, it was like, okay, this is one bill that we don't have to have. This was before it was a thing that people did. It was 14 years ago, probably, that we cut cable. But if you think about that 150 or $200 a month that we cut out of our life for that many years, that's a lot of travel budget that we could yeah. add. So we started with little things like that. Yeah, I mean, just trying to minimize the expenditure on stuff. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. But your Amazon subscribe and save, you can get discounts for things you're going to buy anyway. Like that, that can be cheaper. But really, it's a prioritization mindset and trying to focus on experiences over things. So if you're having a birthday, you plan a trip for the family to go somewhere together as an experience versus versus things. Gives you a little bit more freedom on how you choose to spend your funds. And one of the things that we choose to spend our funds on is travel. It's it's important to us. Yeah, there's definitely conversations in our house where one of us will say like, oh, I would kind of like to have this thing or that. And often me, I will say, that's half a ticket to Jamaica, so you need to think about whether you really need that thing or not. And then usually the people in the house are like, okay, I probably don't need it that bad. Sometimes you do really want something and that's okay, but definitely when you put it in those terms of like, do I want this thing or do I want this experience that I can keep the memories of forever is something that we really just try to keep at the front of our minds as we're making those decisions as a family. Yeah, it's like, do you really want all that brand new living room furniture or would you like that trip that you've always been wanting to blank, right? Whatever your right. your dream trip is. You guys really do take that priority and put it towards the experience and things that the kids will remember. You know, as they grow up, right. they'll remember the experiences, they'll remember the places, they'll remember the conversations. They won't remember the Nintendo. 
Exactly. They won't remember the brand new leather couch. Right. That, that some kid probably destroyed anyways. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, they might remember destroying it. Mm-hmm. Adventures are there for a lifetime. Well, and you know, I read something when Jameson was little that said you have 18 summers with your kid. And so that was just something that really impacted me to think, what do you want them to remember? What do you want to spend that money and that time and then that investment on before they go out and have their own lives and You know, things are never the same as those 18 years that you have with the kids at home. And so that was super important to us. And then to me, it's not just about homeschooling to be on someone else's schedule or to do home, but it's about seeing the whole world as an opportunity to learn. And so that's something that, again, is like an everyday, every moment choice that you can make to turn anything into a lesson or a way to learn about the world as opposed to just waiting to learn it in a book or at a desk or whatever. But every single day, there's little things that you can do to turn it into a learning experience. Yeah, you just have to be ready for like whatever that educational experience is in the moment. Ready for the kid to ask the question, like, what is money? Comes randomly out of nowhere. And you're like, okay, let's have an economic conversation about like what fiat currency is. Right. Like randomly in the middle of Target or in the middle of somewhere <laughs> else because that's what the kid's interested in. That mindset, I think, I'm sure lots of parents do that, but you end up focusing more on those kinds of opportunities to, to have that conversation around travel you know, different government systems or different like economic systems, different like political situations, you know, different currencies, different flags. You just focus on whatever the topic of the day is. And I think traveling to those places gives you more of an opportunity to just not explain the what, but the why. So learning about instead of just hearing that this is how they do it, but it's like, why do they do it differently than us? What works here that doesn't work there? We haven't tried before where we're from or that kind of thing. I think those are really great deeper ways to learn about those concepts. It's absolutely true. And, you know, I love that Jameson and Jilly are going to see from their eyes at a very young age the things that we only saw in encyclopedias until you actually got to travel there. Yeah. You know, they are going, oh, there's Medusa. You know, (laughs) oh, I'm in Italy. Uh, Do you, you know, all the things that we heard about in history books that had to wait to experience. Jameson someday is going to look at his friends and go, oh, yeah, I was there. Yes. I saw that. That's cool. Yeah, I hope that they grow up and appreciate those things for sure. Jameson seems like the kid that someday when he's an adult that he'll be calling you guys and saying, I want to go on an adventure here. Are you ready to go? I hope so. That would be a dream as as his parent to hope that our kids grow up and want to go, still want to go on adventures with us as, as adults. He's a good teacher. When we were in Italy, he would tell me things and I would just be enthralled listening to him and he'd go, well, let me tell you this. And he'd tell me a little story. Mm-hmm. And then when we were having gelato... He tells me his version of Leah's gelato story, you know, which we all know Leah loves gelato a lot. That is one of her favorite things. And it has to be real gelato from actually one specific place in Italy. But that's another story. And Jameson told his version and why he felt and supported (laughs) your vision of your perfect gelato. Yes. There's a lot of times you might think that the kids over there, you know, playing cars and he's not really absorbing what the tour guide's saying. But it's pretty interesting, you know, a month later that he'll pop up with something and you'll think, I had no idea that you even caught that. It's been really fun to have more kids traveling with us on recent tours. It's been cool for him and it's been cool for us to see that attitude of bringing your kids and traveling and then the kids sharing the experiences together. That's been really, really fun. I've enjoyed that a lot. Well, let's segue to the evolution of Flip Flops and Adventures. I mean, you have been there watching and supporting Leah over the years for this. And let's talk about the evolution of FFA. How's it going? What do we see in the next few years? That's an excellent question. Yeah, I think that longtime listeners will know that Leah's always had a travel bug. Like where this came from is her like love of travel. And there's lots of history. I think you guys have probably already talked about before, like how it all got kicked off. So I was doing IT security work, which allowed me to visit different locations, a few different IT hubs. And 
Leah kind of started bringing the kids on those trips and she was able to come with me. And then when I would have time off or vacation time, we would go and explore the local areas. That was a time that we definitely saw Jameson's need for us to be together, too. That was when he first started traveling. It was really challenging for Jameson, for Justin to be gone for a week or two at a time. And so that's when we said, well, like, what's the point of us sitting at home while he's there? He's there. Let's just go. So we started going and Jameson and I would just entertain ourselves and he would be working and then we would work adventures into when he had free time. Yeah. One of the cool things then that happened next was Leah started kind of cataloging and documenting those trips in her blog. And as that became more popular, like folks wanted to know how they could come on those trips, too. And that was weird at first because it was like, well, this is kind of like our family vacation. I don't know how that's going to work exactly. People would comment and say, oh, next time you go, I'm coming. And it was like, are you? Are you really? No, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah. So after after that, it, it kind of became more of this. Leah was the one with the weird idea. And this idea was to start this tour company. <laughs> she was then kind of able to transform this vision from let me tell you about these places to let me show you some of those favorite places firsthand. Wow. I love that you actually started out not really thinking about a business model. You, no, not at all. You just wanted to be together as a family. And what grew from that was an incredible company that it continues to evolve and do great things. But you guys are also still able to do that family travel together when Justin does travel, which is, you know, I know that you still do a lot of traveling, but probably not as much as before the pandemic. Yes, I don't know that we're quite back to like the quote normal. I don't know if there is such a thing as like a normal travel with Leah. It's it's always something. What I like to do now, I really want to be on her scouting trips when she's going to new locations and experiencing new things and trying to come up with some ideas for new tours. That's really cool. I like going and exploring new places back to the adventuring side. I'll usually try all of those other activities that may be available in a particular spot and give her some perspective on what her clients maybe would or wouldn't like in that instance. Yeah, I like to send him on things that I don't want to do that he will do. So it's like, oh, when we were in Ireland one time, it was really cold and there's a super tall tower. You had to climb this rickety ladders and stairs and he wanted to see the view. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go in this church. You take pictures and tell me about it when you get back. That sounds awesome. Autonomously figuring out what you liked and then coming back and almost telling each other the story of it. Definitely. Right, because I, I can't tell her everything up front. Like if we're going to Fiji and I'm going to go scuba diving, I don't tell her oh that my gosh. there's going to be sharks Yeah, and no cage. Oh, but that sounds amazing video-wise. You know oh, me. he did get amazing video. But yeah, they said like it was a shark dive, in quotes. And whenever they came back, it was like, okay, nobody told me the sharks were like six and eight foot lemon and tiger sharks and you had no cage. He's like, well, would you have let me go if you knew that? I'm like, no, absolutely not. But every day after that, you'd heard people at the resort come back because they do it a couple of times a week and people would come back and say like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to die today. And I was like, what is wrong with all of you? <laughs> There's something about a story that starts with, I almost died today. Yes, definitely. It was a good day to die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were, we were sitting under this like palapa roofed hut eating dinner and people were swapping stories about hiding behind little rocks from tiger sharks and just like being terrified and then saying, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go. And then at the end of the conversation, you're like, all right, so we'll see you tomorrow. Like, yeah, we're, let's do it again. Let's yeah. do this. I so love crazy. That. I don't always know all those details and the same about maybe how fancy a restaurant or some things are. I might not, I might introduce it a little slower so that I can get them to agree to some of the things I want to do like that. So we're going to do what? <laughs> okay. That brings up a good thing. Do you guys find that you're always on the same page culinary-wise whenever you're traveling, that you enjoy the same things or that one has one like and one has another and you have to find a way to bring that together? I think we generally like a lot of the same things. There's some obvious strong dislikes. Leah has some food preferences that 
you know, she really, really can't stand things like bell peppers. And I will not eat a bell pepper. She thinks they're like poison. They're not really. They're good. It's literally the only food I don't eat, though. So I feel like I can have that one. I should be allowed. That's why there's no bell peppers in the chili today. By Yay. the way. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. That's a, that's a secret <laughs> joke, y'all. Sam, don't edit that out. I want them to wonder what the chili was. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely been something that we've kind of developed together because I would say when we first got married, Justin definitely didn't eat the way that I ate. Neither one of us could really afford to eat the way that that I like to eat, you know, so it was like we developed a taste for finer foods as we've gotten older and, you know, gotten a little less adventurous with maybe eating, you know, street food and things like that as, as often and sit down and try a restaurant or things like that. But we definitely have some things that are more one person than the other. He could definitely do with less fancy, fancy mm-hmm. dinners. Or he doesn't like, he says when food is fancy for no reason. Like you just overly make it fancy. Like my idea of an excellent dinner is super high quality ingredients, like executed extremely well, like with, with skill that are like local into like a local cuisine. Yes. So, so basically eating at the farm. Yeah. In Italy. <laughs> not not to knock French cuisine, but it is a lot more like fancy for fancy sake, it feels like. It is very fancy food for fancy sake. But sometimes fancy for fancy sake is just fun. It's just not me, right? So that's like that's the good thing though, is that Yeah, we're talking about differences. Yeah. So. Differences, you know. And and also, you know, bringing that up, I know you work really hard to find culinary experiences that are over the top but not breaking the budget. Yes. That's super important to me. It's one of the things that I want is for things to be accessible. Of course, there's plenty of over-the-top, fancy, expensive dining experiences, but there's also a whole lot of experiences that are a little bit more attainable and reasonable that can be just as memorable and amazing. So it's, it's always fun to get together with people who travel and ask, like, what was the best meal you ever ate? And it's interesting to hear sometimes that it isn't always the fanciest place that they ever ate or even the most exotic place. But sometimes it was just this perfect combination of the best service or the best view or this simple food that you've eaten a million times. But somehow this one was better. And it doesn't have to be about the biggest expenditure that you ever had on food, but just something that's going to stick and be like, this was special. For, and sometimes different reasons that makes it special. There's usually a, a memory attached to that whole event, right? And a big part of that is usually who you're eating with. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the cool things about like the way that the group travel works is you get to like come with friends. You get to make friends along the way and make new experiences with new people. Yeah, it's really fun as people get comfortable with each other on the trips that a lot of times you, people start sharing food and it's hard to not feel close to people that you've shared lots of meals with and then shared food at the same time when you break bread with someone. It's a shared experience and you feel bonded and you look back to those experiences and those memories and and feel like a warm, fuzzy feeling about it, I think. I agree. One of my favorite food memories is with uh, Justin's mother, Linda, sitting next to us. Oh, and yeah. we were in San Gimignano, and we were at that wonderful restaurant that I cannot remember the name of, where I had the best risotto I've ever had in my life. First of all, Justin, I love your mom. I enjoy Me sitting too. and talking with her. <laughs> she's, she's great. She's a good egg. She really is. And that kind of brings something up. Y'all do travel. The grandparents do come along. They do. They are part of the package. Yes, for sure. We definitely sometimes push them to expand their horizons a little. Definitely Justin's mom's gotten stretched by traveling with me a lot with her, <laughs> both her food choices and her adventures. So she could, de- we'll have to have her on sometime to tell you about some of the things that she's maybe not gotten the full upfront story about, like that same Fiji trip <laughs> with oh, the yeah. sharks. <laughs> I told her there was a boat coming to get us, but it definitely was a lot smaller boat than she was imagining. I think she thought more of like a ferry boat and it was more like a dive boat. And she was like, what? This is a tiny boat. And I didn't bother to tell her at that point that there was going to be an even smaller boat. 
So they take us on the, this dive boat across the reef, and then we get close to the island, and it's too shallow. So then they send, like, literally, like, a tin fishing boat over to get yes. us off of that boat. And she's like, we're getting on a smaller boat? <laughs> and so, But they loved that trip. They have great memories of it. There's seashells on their coffee table from that trip, but... Definitely, she has expanded her horizons and tried things that she might not have tried before. Well, I like hearing that because that makes all the people that are listening to us today go, so maybe I could do this. Maybe I could go on these adventures. Exactly. And I think the one thing I want to do as we're closing today is, one, Justin, do you feel like we covered everything today? I mean, this is the first time I've ever heard the two of you get to describe together where you're coming from with this. Yeah, it's been interesting. We, we're busy doing a lot of the times. So we don't spend a lot of time talking about how we feel afterwards or, or what's coming next. It's usually a lot of like in the moment planning for the tactics of the next trip or that, that sort of thing. So sitting down and talking about it has been super fun. And I think there's a lot of unspoken things, um, dividing of responsibilities and stuff that when you are a partner with somebody in business or in life that sometimes they just, they take up things and you take up things and you maybe never even acknowledge or discuss or even all the way notice that someone has been handling something for you that you don't want to do and, and vice versa. So I think we're going to have to get Justin to come back and talk about some of those things. Oh, I would love it if you come back regularly. Sounds fun. Yeah, it'd be great. Talk about a couple different topics. Well, Justin, thanks for joining us today, Bearded Adventurer. Thanks very much for having me. It's been awesome. Leah, great show. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Happy adventuring. Thanks for being part of the flip-flop experience. Make sure to subscribe and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Flip-Flops and Adventures. Stay tuned for a preview of our next episode. So we go to the high tea, and we were not prepared. It was an absolute feast, like an all-you-can-eat, never-ending feast of beautiful, delicious food. Finger sandwiches, scones with different curds and butters and... um, Just a menu of tea, and then they brought out the kids' menu for the high tea, which, honestly, all the grown-ups were jealous of because the kids' high tea was even cooler. They had fairy floss, which is what they call cotton candy. So they had fairy floss on top of your hot chocolate that melted into your hot chocolate, and they had little baby waffle cones with peanut butter and jelly in them, and it was just, like, adorable. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh, next time I come, I'm getting the kids' menu high tea. Did you steal some of Jameson's food? I I wanted to. I really wanted to.